0: The U.S. Supreme Court recently heard arguments regarding employment discrimination. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, last week, the U.S. Supreme Court heard a major case involving Title VII employment discrimination. This case could be very instrumental, Holly, in overturning Mm a bad Supreme Court decision going back a number of years ago called the Transworld Airlines case. Uh, that's Transworld Airlines Inc. versus Hardison. That was a case that the Supreme Court decided some years ago involving Title VII, and they said that an employer could overcome its burden with regards to religious discrimination by showing that it would be an undue hardship to accommodate a person's religious practices even if it only had to undertake de minimis or minimal financial expenditures to do so. So it was a very easy defense for an employer to say, look, I can't accommodate you because I've got to expend some money, although it's a very small amount of money to accommodate you. Therefore, the employer wins, the employee loses This has been a very important aspect of the defense raised Mm -hmm. by employers with regards to the COVID shot mandates. And in in fact, what this uh, Supreme Court decision did a long time ago is they created some judge-made decision and superimposed it onto the Title VII non-discrimination law that goes back to 1965 that does not exist and is not... Being used in the other categories of non discrimination, such as, for example, race or sex.
1: You know, and it's really tragic. There's a lot of these judge made decisions happening throughout the years but this case is gerald groff versus the postmaster general in which he was working uh, for the Postal service and then they came on and said you know what you're going to be required to work on sundays because we have a contract with amazon now and he's like no i consider that a day of worship and rest according to my christian faith and they went round and round about that Um, And, you know, Groff has a—he served as a missionary, so he's um, very—you know, his Christian faith is very meaningful to him. So he's going to have—he finally considered he'd have to look for a job where he wouldn't have to work on Sundays.
0: Yeah, in fact, when he joined the postal service, he was given Sunday off. He made it very clear that that was his day to worship— And he wanted Sunday off, and so he was able to have Sunday off This contract with Amazon. And Amazon said, no, no, no Sundays off for anybody. We're going to have to have everybody on deck on Sunday. And he said, well, I want to have Sundays off. And the Postal Service said, no, you're not going to get it anymore. And it would cause us an undue hardship to accommodate you because we'd have to spend a little bit of money you know, de minimis amount. This goes back to a 1977 Supreme Court case, as I mentioned, Transworld Airlines, Incorporated versus Hardison, in which the question was whether or not TWA needed to accommodate a person's religious uh, accommodation request, and the court also then came up with this idea. Well, if it's an undue hardship, as evidenced by the showing of a de minimis expenditure, which de minimis means that it's very, very small. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have very much expenditure. And you say, well, I have to expend something. And therefore, if the employer can come forth and say that they have to have a de minimis expenditure to accommodate you, then, in fact, what happens is the employer wins. Now, put this in the other context. Say, for example, it's race somebody comes up and they say, well, you discriminated against me on the basis of race. You will not hire people of color, only people that are Caucasian. And so they've got a prima facie case. There's definitely that going on. They have a racial bias, and they're discriminating on the basis of race. Then you come up to the point and you find out, well, the employer makes an argument that in order to accommodate race they have to do a minimal expenditure or sex discrimination they don't want to hire any women and they say well we'd have to have a minimal expenditure look at it in the context of the Americans with Disabilities Act for example mm-hmm. obviously that does require expenditures so in every other case I know the Americans with Disabilities Act is a separate law but under Title Seven going back to 1965, it includes categories of non-discrimination, among which included are race, sex, and religion. You don't have this de minimis requirement in the statute at all, and the court has never applied that judge-made de minimis provision to the categories outside of religion. So what you have here is a 1977 U.S. Supreme Court. Think about this. This is the court of the 70s. This is the court of Roe v. Wade, 1973. Uh, This is this activist court that's cut loose from the Constitution. This is a court that doesn't care for religion. And so now when they come up to this particular issue, uh, they say, well, we're going to make it really easy for employers to get by and discriminate on the basis of religion, and let's just create this judge-made rule, which is the de minimis standard. And if they can show that they have to spend minimal uh, efforts, then they can also proceed accordingly to continue to discriminate. And they will win, the employee will lose.
1: You know, and I think Mr. Groff has a very strong case here. You know, he became employed as an auxiliary postal carrier in 2012 in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. But then in 2013, as you mentioned earlier, they contracted with Amazon to deliver packages on Sunday. You know, we didn't used to see postal trucks driving around on Sunday. Now it's kind of a common appearance. And then he asked for a religious accommodation The postmaster granted his request, and Groff agreed to work extra shifts all during the week. Then he even transferred to another branch that didn't deliver on Sunday, accepted a lower position in order to abide by his faith. Then the Postal Service changed its position, took away the religious accommodation, and started scheduling him to work on Sundays. So eventually he had to resign in 2019. But look at this. This man was willing to work extra shifts six days a week, but because he abided by his faith and could not work on Sunday, they wouldn't accommodate him.
0: And surely they could have someone to accommodate him. I know. They could have flipped uh, schedules for somebody. Somebody would have done that, but they didn't want to do it. Uh, Justice Gorsuch, in a previous case, Small versus Memphis Light and Gas and Water, he said Title VII's right to religious exercise has become the odd man out. Hardison's mistake, referring to this TWA decision, Mm -hmm. here is, of the court's own making, and it is past time for the court to correct it, close quote. So that is Justice Gorshardt. He's already made a statement on here. Other justices have as well. I think the TWA case will be overturned. Now, the impact of that will be this. Title VII will, again, be what it was designed to be with regards to protecting religious exercise in the workplace. And so if an employee has a sincere religious belief that is impacted negatively by an employment practice or policy, the employee needs to inform the employer of that belief and what action needs to be done to attempt an accommodation.
1: Right, and of course, Liberty Council filed an amicus brief In this case, asking the high court to do such as that, overrule, overturn that, and then the employer
0: would have the the burden not to show the de minimis standard anymore, but to show that uh, they have undertaken efforts to reasonably accommodate you. How is this going to play out in our vaccination cases? Mm -hmm. Well, we won the nation's first uh, case and only case with regards to a class action settlement of more than ten point three million dollars against North Shore university health system in Illinois on behalf of individuals who were terminated. But we also have ongoing litigation in New York and Maine, in Naples, Florida, against the orchestra. We also have a number of our affiliate attorneys that are doing employment litigation with regards to employers not accommodating people's religious objections to the COVID shots. And for example, in most of those situations, you have in the healthcare industry specifically, Evidences that the employees are able to be accommodated by the employers because that's what they did before the mandates were instituted.
1: And some employees were giving medical accommodations but not religious.
0: So there's no reason why they wouldn't give them a religious accommodation but for the fact that they've got this easy out because of this 1977 Mm -hmm. case that I believe is short-lived. I believe that by the end of June we will see a decision from the U.S. Supreme Court overturning that case. It'll be a great win for religious freedom in the workplace.